I sometimes think of it like if there's two poles and it, whether it's right or wrong, or for me, it's kind of like, there's all these things that I'm not. And there's these things that I am like, there's these things I want to be. And then there's these things that I am not. It's like, well, there's two poles that are pulling you apart and they're pulling you away from who you could be in the moment. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. So the other one that's super important with this, that is one of the first things I tell again, many of my clients business or not is a concept that I call know you're neutral. Hmm. So the reason I say no, you're neutral is that there are moments in life where basically you could like wake up in the morning right? and you don't necessarily feel bad, but you also don't feel good. <laughs> you're neutral. Okay. That being said, if you haven't defined that you have the allowance or capacity for like a neutral state of mm. being, which is basically that mindfulness state, right? Yes. Then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm not good. I must be in a bad and you like put yourself there psychologically. Right. So it's important for people to understand exactly that concept of, okay, I could be more than just good or bad mm -hmm. as a mood. I might be neutral as mm -hmm. an example. And then neutral is actually a pretty decent place to be. Like if I could wake up neutral, I'd be like really happy. It would be great. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like starting with an empty cup for the day. It's kind of nice. Exactly. It allows you to sort of rise and, and meet the day and not, you know, if you wake up at a hundred, it's tough to stay at a hundred all day long. A absolutely. And it's just, it's usually kind of overwhelming, right? right? Like your mind going a million miles a minute first thing in the morning is not someone or not something that anyone really enjoys. No. Uh, I usually tell my clients to, you know, first 20 minutes or 30 minutes in the morning, don't touch your phone. Oh God. Yeah. Don't look at your email. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, and everyone goes, how could I do that? But reality is your brain is not fully on yet. Mm. It takes it a couple minutes, right? <laughs> sure. So give your, like, give, it's important for people to give themselves time to one, assess where they're at first thing in the morning and two, stay away from trying to ingest information. Yes. They're not like fully ready to, to occupy their brain with yet. Oh man, that's totally real. That's totally, that's totally it. I, I would add to that list. Don't check your phone. Don't, don't check your email and don't scarf down a cup of coffee within, you know, five minutes of waking up, but I get some pushback. I'm on still that. working on that. Well, but okay. But here's the thing. I did kombucha this morning. That was better. That is better. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm not one to judge. It was funny because I think we both know Jahan Satower and he, he, when I first talked to him, told me you got to get off. You should consider getting off coffee. And, I, and my subconscious. That's nice. Well, so my subconscious programming kicked in and said, I can't stop drinking coffee. But then I, but that was wrong because I have now since quit drinking the stuff. Well, you know, coffee is much like many other things that the Western world has just become too addicted to. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, that's kind of all or nothing. I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater right. as far as coffee is concerned, right? I think it has mm -hmm. its place, you know, it as does. a woman, I have to tell you, uh, you, you don't menstruate. I do. I'm not ashamed to say uh, say it. Coffee is a very nice friend to have okay. as a woman uh, during that time. <laughs> okay. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't knock it. I think it has. I think it has a medicinal approach that a lot of people could be more mindful with, sure. as opposed to just the like non nonstop ingestion. I mean, at a certain point, it just stops working for you, basically. Um, but yeah, I think you know people can be more mindful about that. It's like, hey, only reach for the cup of coffee. If after the glass of water in the morning, you are feeling, you know, to totally yourself right? or, you know, try decaf, try decaf. And 
that's actually, I, I have, I can't lie. I've just gone to decaf a few days a week. Uh, and there's still a small amount of caffeine, but so I've actually been thinking that maybe I ought to change the name of the show again, which is ridiculous, but it's, it's how to build a, <laughs> how to build a better life. But again, that suggests that, that polarity, that binary again, where it's like, well, your life could be better. And from a marketing standpoint, standpoint, it's attractive because it's like, oh, I can have a better life if I listen to this show. But it's also like, maybe that puts the current life in in too negative a light. And I think you're speaking a lot about mindfulness and about appreciating and coming home and being still or whatever in the moment and, and realizing that your life, sure, it could be better, but it's also probably not, even if it's not good, it's still an okay place to be. And that's a privileged thing to say, but... Maybe this obsession with better, this obsession with change can drive us, uh, can drive us crazy in its own way. Well, you know, it's a, I would say that the only thing that you have to be careful of is if it takes you away from the present moment, mm-hmm. right? So I, like for me, I think one of the deepest ways that someone could express gratitude during a meal, for example, mm. is to actually be like fully ingratiated in it, mm. you know? Saying your gratitudes and stuff before the meal is also wonderful, Mm -hmm. but if you aren't present with food, you don't get what you need from it. You know, people don't realize that, that a large part of the spiritual experience of food that we eat that makes it what we, what like the fullness that we really want from it Mm -hmm. is being present with it, being actually Mm -hmm. able to taste it, not, you know, while you're eating, thinking about those five emails that you have to write, because then you don't have a full experience of the pleasure of the food mm-hmm. and guess what then you're still hungry yeah. right people forget how important it is to actually be present mentally mm-hmm. physically somatically with a meal even as a state of gratitude as a state of mindful presence so that you're less hungry even because mm-hmm. a lot of what we're hungry for actually in life is presence we just make up for it with things like food hmm. or, or coffee or sure or or addictions or, or you know things that help what feels like what's always out of reach be not a worry anymore right so the present moment actually helps people like kind of build this state of intellect or a nature of the mind that they can step into Mm. that feels safer basically uh because it's not constantly comparing itself right or putting itself down or saying it hasn't achieved yet or you know etc etc but i very much agree with you it's not you know we can always make things better that's the nature of the universe and it's one of the perfect parts of the universe, mm. but it's not for us to beat ourselves over the head with like how you haven't gotten, gotten there yet. Right. Right. That It's never, it's a never ending journey. You can't really, well, I'm sure I'm certain people could find a way to make it not that way anymore if they wanted, but I think for the rest of us, we actually do want it to go on yeah. forever and ever. It's actually, that's one of the funnier dichotomies of, hmm. you know, concepts like samsara and living infinite lives and I've even seen this in movies, right? Which is sort of funny. We both want infinite life and yet also think about how, oh my God, it never ends. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is, you know, there, there are a lot of dichotomies of the human mind like that. The other fun one is our absolute deep desire to be unique mm-hmm. as individuals, which is almost always our wealthiest state of quality of being, while also having this mindset that we need to fit in. Right? And so if you have that duality mindset, it's like, a okay, I'm either totally unique and totally different and I never do anything to fit in or I fit into everything and I always do and follow what everyone else does. 
when people can build it in that gray area, yes. all of a sudden, okay, there are some areas of my life where I'm a follower or, or, you know, a, a trend trend follower. And there are some areas of my life where I'm unique and a trendsetter <laughs> and that there's a no- normal level of even, even sort of ebb and flow in that, right. you know, you might be that way more so in work than in your relationship. Maybe at, maybe at home, you're a person who lives in very traditional values, mm-hmm. but in the workspace, you are very contemporary and, and, pushing the envelope in your field so it's it's good for people to really just build the awareness of hey there's like a there's this much fuller spectrum of of self-awareness i can have than just these these two optionalities that i constantly uh you know that can be constantly created basically 